We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cass. Good morning. Nobody Alive remembers Maryland without the Baltimore Sun. It published its first edition 187 years ago. In the last four decades, it's had a lot of owners from somewhere else. The Times-Mirror of Los Angeles bought it in 1986, sold it 14 years later to the Tribune Company of Chicago, which rolled it into Tribune Publishing after a decade, and then sold it to a hedge fund, Alden Global Capital, three years ago. And then 10 days ago, another new owner, David D. Smith, executive chairman of Sinclair Incorporated, with conservative commentator Armstrong Williams as a partner, purchased the son from Alden. So we've been seeing this for years, right? A new owner thinks he can squeeze more profits out of a newspaper that's read by so many in Maryland. The playbook means cutting expenses. That's usually code for shrinking the staff, shedding reporters and editors who somehow keep producing pretty good journalism. What's different this time? At least this new guy, Smith, is local. His father, an electrical engineer, started WBBM-TV five decades ago, and the younger Smith and his brothers turned it into Fox 45 and turned Sinclair Broadcast Group into a hub of 200 stations across the country, churning out not just profits, but conservative commentaries and coverage. We'll hear later in the show from the dean of Morgan State's Global School of Journalism and from the founding editor of the nonprofit news site Baltimore Beat. We start with David Folkenflik, NPR's media correspondent, who arrived at NPR 20 years ago after more than a decade reporting for The Sun. Here he covered media as well as higher education and national politics. Hi, David. Good morning. What was your first thought when you heard that David D. Smith, executive chairman of Sinclair, had bought The Sun? Well, I, of course, remember uh, the Smith brothers and Sinclair from my times when you and I first were getting to know each other in Baltimore when I was covering media uh, 20-some years ago for The Sun. Uh, you know, it was a bit of a shock. He, you know, had positioned and his, his executives uh, had often positioned uh, much of the sensibility, not all of it, uh, but of WBFF, particularly uh, its editorial stances, uh, in opposition to the Sun, uh, the notion that the Sun was part of uh, a greater media behemoth, uh, the, the mainstream media that somehow was acting against the best interests of its of its readers and of the people in the region it served, um, and so for him to acquire the Sun seemed, um, in a sense. Uh, uh, a blow to folks who had worked very hard at the paper uh, to even under really diminished financial circumstances and some fairly antagonistic ownerships in recent years and decades um, sought to keep the faith and fulfill the mission and have done that. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think we also need to wait and see and see see what he does. But it, it would strike me that as somebody who already had a strong media presence and had shown uh, the approach which he had taken uh, in having his properties deliver the news, uh, you know, there was something to go on, a track record, if you will, as opposed to somebody who might be have an ideological point of view, in his case conservative, but who hadn't been in the news business before. Well, what can we learn from the way Smith has run Fox 45 and other Sinclair stations about how he is likely to run the sun? Well, look, television, uh, local TV and local newspapers are really very different kinds of properties. But 
you know, WBFF was always a singular and interesting outfit in that they did some of the more interesting uh, enterprise news stories around, particularly when I was there some years ago, obviously having been out of the market for a long time. I don't watch it in the way I once did. But they really took care with certain kinds of storytelling and did some enterprise reporting as well. They, on the other hand, really, uh, over the years, increasingly were pulled uh, to the right ideologically and at times quite explicitly, you know, from the... Uh, you know, from the 9-11 attacks when they had uh, anchors in, at Sinclair stations across the country, uh, at times something that was objected to here uh, there in Baltimore by their local anchors, but nonetheless read aloud corporate um, editorials that essentially said, we are with President Bush. That was George W. Bush at the time. And there were people who were uncomfortable with it. Uh, the, the management and, and David Smith felt that this was a time of, to show patriotism and sort of national resolve and that it wasn't ideological. But this was then followed by a number of uh, increasingly ideological positions. In 2004, uh, the network put on what it said was an hour-long documentary about uh, John Kerry's uh, service in Vietnam, the, uh, the, the truth, uh, the swift boat uh, uh, truthers, as they were sort of known at the time, the idea that somehow they were uh, telling the real story behind uh, uh, then-Senator Kerry's uh, military uh, record of seeming valor that was actually cowardly and, and despicable. Uh, but, you know, I was able to get Sinclair's Washington bureau chief to talk to me on the record saying he was a, thought it was a desperately unfair effort to knock Kerry just before some key votes. Uh, in in October uh, or, or lead up to the election, and that this would have been in October 2004. And then you see in more recent years sort of a uniformity of commentaries and other things, uh, often or at least for a time presented in the words and voices, I should say, of local anchors as though it was their own organic thought, but actually as shown by by Gawker and other uh, uh, reporting to have been written by folks in Baltimore County. Uh, and there was kind of a homogenizing a nationalizing uh, and a, a, a consolidation of conservative thought behind these things that were also reflected in some of their hires, who included at one time Boris Epstein, who'd been a uh, uh, who's a lawyer who had been an advisor to then President Donald Trump. And so, you know, I think people at the Sun look at this uh, fairly uniform record, uh, fairly one directional uh, ideological play, uh, <clears throat> a homogenizing of news. Uh, uh, stripping out of a lot of uh, uh, local content, and we're gravely concerned for a guy who has, in addition, and you know, we can talk more about this if you want, but been involved very much in the local political scene in recent years as well. This is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cass speaking with NPR media correspondent David Folkenflick about the purchase of the Baltimore Sun by local businessman David D. Smith. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about what the the local impact is. You just laid out that Smith has not been uh, at all shy about uh, exerting political influence. Uh, we're seeing some of that here in Baltimore. Um, Armstrong Williams did a long interview with um, Sheila Dixon before she decided to get into the mayor's race. What do you expect to see in local politics with this new owner of the Sun? Well, so look, there was a story that ran yesterday, that, and I retweeted a screen grab of it. It was on the front page and the right right front section about an initiative that would effectively, you know, let's say cut the city council size in half, and they have enough uh, signatures to make this a viable initiative, right? Uh and so that got a lot of coverage. It's an initiative that's uh, among the most recent uh, efforts that has been subsidized in, in significant part by Smith. 
Uh, and there it is getting coverage on the you know, right front side of the paper that Smith has most recently acquired. Uh, I'm not saying that that's wrong that, that it get coverage in the sun. It actually would be a significant development even is simply to be put to a vote. Uh, but it does seem to me that from talking to folks in Baltimore about past initiatives, that simply by virtue of you know, significant and intense coverage of related issues on WBFF and its sister channel, WNUV, uh, and then sort of doing Internet polls about these issues and then covering the results of those polls as though they're consequential, even if they're not really uh, mathematically or scientifically uh, valid way to really gauge public opinion, um, that it helps elevate the visibility and viability of some of those initiatives. And I think it puts the reporters, uh, through no fault of their own, uh, in fact, the, the story itself was a, you know, an adequate story. It, it disclosed very prominently uh, Smith's uh, interest in the, in the initiative. But I think it puts those reporters in an almost impossible position. You know, if, if to hold a role like this as newspaper proprietor, it's probably a good moment to step back from being a major player in politics. You know, Smith has given many hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years to Republican candidates and to, uh, as well to, to right-wing causes. He seems to have distanced himself from that uh, in recent days uh, upon taking control of the paper. But, you know, this will have an effect in shaping the nature of the council. Obviously, there have been initiatives, question, you know, about uh, funding for schools in Maryland and how much money this will uh, occasion for Baltimore City as well as Baltimore County. And, uh, you know, there are folks who don't really want taxes to be raised to achieve that. Uh, and that's fine. That's legitimate position to take. But, you know, that's also a major thing, the kind of thing that the Sun would take a lead in covering. And so I think that his interest in it complicates deeply the journalism, even as they're going to try to keep their heads down and focus. And the real question is how uh, present uh, or how uh, evident a thumb is he wants to put on the scale, or if he's willing to say, look, I'm now, as the owner of this newspaper, likely to take a, a different approach than I did. Armstrong Williams is a journalist of many years standing, but he's a opinion journalist of many years standing, a, a very conservative voice in places like the Washington Times, uh, as well as affinities with uh, an affiliation with Sinclair over the years. It's a, you know, it's it, it, so far he is not bringing uh, new, shall we say, uh, rep- repertorial journalistic thinking to the fore, uh, but you know, he's entitled to bring fresh approaches to the sun. Uh, We just have to see how well it serves you all there in Baltimore. How have reporters at the sun reacted to the new owner? Well, to their credit, they asked some really tough questions. And to his credit, credit, he took them for, you know, well over two and a half hours uh, uh, the other day, last week. Um, And they asked some questions with some bite to them. You know, clearly, you know, in a sense, uh, challenging him to prove his uh, good intentions and his credibility and his integrity. And, you know, he wasn't, you know, he's no shrinking violet. He's not uh, abashed or ashamed of who he is and how he approaches life. And I think he, in many ways, gave it back and said, you know, it's going to be your job to figure out how to make me not just continue this newspaper being profitable and make me more profits. Um, but he promised, you know, an investment in covering local news, which is welcome, particularly after being owned by a, a hedge fund. Uh, 
But I don't think they came out of it particularly satisfied. I mean, he said he had only read the paper a handful of times in in recent months and hadn't really read the paper in the decades previous or any newspapers in decades previous. So the kind of signaling uh, publicly as clearly as possible a kind of contempt for newspapers and their traditions. Uh, you know, he is a TV guy, but what can I say? It's not... You know, WBFF did some good local coverage when I was there, and I, I, I admired uh, uh, a lot of the approaches they took. But, you know, we live in a time where news has become increasingly nationalized, and it's more about the national uh, vibe about politics and the culture wars trickles down rather than up much of the time. And it feels as though uh, he has partnered his stations to that. And I might add, he's done so in a way where it's not as though uh, Sinclair's profits wildly outstrip those of others uh, in the industry. If you look at Nexstar or the uh, former uh, Gannett stations, Tegna or others, you know, in recent years, they have achieved better profit margins. So I'm not sure whether his approach is, is necessarily the most financially viable one either. I think this is in keeping with sort of how he looks at the world. David, thank you. You bet. David Folkenflik, a former Baltimore Sun reporter, covers media for NPR. Short break now on the record. When we're back, we'll talk to a journalism school dean and the editor of a local nonprofit paper about what they see in the Sun sale. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us. Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. We're talking this morning about the changing landscape of news media, what it means for journalists and what it means for communities. Conservative media mogul David D. Smith bought the Baltimore Sun. He said he paid nine figures, so something more than $100 million. The sale comes three years after the hedge fund Alden Global Capital bought Tribune Publishing, whose portfolio included the Sun. Meanwhile, local newsrooms have been shrinking, especially over the past decade, and the Pew Research Center reports that just 38 percent of Americans say they follow the news closely. Jackie Jones is dean of the School of Global Journalism and Communication at Morgan State University. Her career includes work at the Baltimore Evening Sun, the Detroit Free Press, the Philadelphia Daily News, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and the Washington Post. Good morning, Dean Jones. Good morning. And also with us is Lisa Snowden, editor-in-chief and co-founder of The Baltimore Beat, a black-led, black-controlled nonprofit newspaper and online media outlet. Previously, she was an editor at The Baltimore City Paper, The Baltimore Sun, and The Real News Network. Welcome back to the show, Lisa. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. So let me ask you both, you first, Dean Jones, what's your reaction to the sale of The Baltimore Sun? Um... You know, I was uh, a, a little shaken. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, you you always hope that, at least when you're uh, a veteran like I am, you're always hoping that uh, someone who's a, a, a true newsie um, and is on the uh, sort of the newsroom side of the ledger versus the, the business side uh, uh, comes to, to take control. So uh, to that extent, I... Um, I was a little disappointed, but I'm also not surprised. It takes a lot of money to run a news organization, 
and it takes someone with uh, 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 significant resources to to pour in there. So I, I decided that I would just kind of listen to what Mr. Brown has had to say and just kind of watch and see whether uh, his early remarks are more hyperbole than anything or if this is really the direction he wants to take the paper in. Lisa, your reaction to David Smith buying the Sun? I think that, you know, things have been scary in news for a while. And for us at The Beat, we've been working really hard with the way that we approach journalism with some solutions to a very big problem. And for us, it just means we work harder. Dean Jones, 2023 was a record year for layoffs in the news sector. The employment firm Challenger Gray and Christmas reports nearly 2,700 jobs in the field were lost last year, 2,700. Uh, Dean Jones, are journalism students at Morgan State um, worried? They don't seem to be. They they certainly seem to be interested in, in journalism and, and in being um, – uh, uh, getting their voices out there. I will say what's different from uh, uh, years ago when I came out, uh, that they are not necessarily the crusaders that we fancied ourselves as, uh, especially as, as someone who came of age during Watergate. Um, but they understand uh, the need to get voices heard. They, get, they understand the need to um, uh, represent underrepresented uh, uh, communities and they believe that there are jobs out there, and, and, and in many ways they're right. Uh, they're just, they just don't look like what they looked like in the last uh, few decades. And other industries are very much interested in journalists because they write well, uh, and they uh, have, have great presentation skills, and they see opportunities uh, to have impact beyond uh, a, a newsroom directly, but have some influence in other areas. You told me yesterday, Dean Jones, when we talked, and this keeps echoing with me, um, you posed a question students have to answer for themselves. What does having the Baltimore Sun on your resume mean now compared to a year ago? How do you prepare students? How do you prepare students to answer that? Um, It's a a different place. The industry is different. Uh, The news organization is different. uh, the the sun fold the, the evening sun folded uh, um, and as were a lot of papers at the time that that I left the the um, left Baltimore. In fact, when I left the evening sun, I went to the Washington Star, uh, which is my uh, one of my hometown papers. I'm a D.C. girl, and uh, five months after I left, <laughs> the Baltimore the Star folded. Yeah, and so there. there there was a lot of that going on at the time, so that's different. Um, but we understand that platforms change, and that's what we tell the students. There always will be a need for news and information. It's just how it's delivered that's, that's shifting, and we have to keep our eye on that. That's Jackie Jones, Dean of Morgan State University School of Global Journalism and Communication. On the record and WIPR, I'm Sheila Cast. Also with us is Lisa Snowden, co-founder and editor-in-chief of Baltimore Beat. Lisa, profitability is clearly a top priority of David Smith. Um, at an introductory meeting with staff last week, um, the Baltimore Banner reported, Smith told the reporters, go make me some money. How does the financial health of the beat weigh on you? The beat is a tiny team, and that means that I wear a lot of hats, including fundraiser. So 
I'm already thinking about money every single day. We're a nonprofit. So we're not tied to money in the same way as traditional journalism. Like we don't necessarily live and die on ads. We live and die on people that understand the value that we add to our community and the need for the perspective that we add, the the way that we account for low-income folks, black and brown folks in a 60% black community. And so I think when you're in the nonprofit world, as you know, you're always worried about money. But I think also it's really important that for folks that have a lot, like this gentleman does, news is not supposed to be profitable. Like, it's not supposed to be a business. It's there for the public good. It's there to educate. If we didn't have WIPR, The Sun, The Beat, all of the other great organizations we have, our whole community would be worse for it. You took the news of David Smith buying The Sun as a trigger to um, kick off a fundraising drive. Why? Mm -hmm. Well... Why is this the moment? People are worried. I'm worried. Um, We already had some folks who were saying, like we've seen on social media, folks saying, I appreciate the beat. We understand the value that the beat adds, especially now with someone who could potentially make the conversation about Baltimore go a whole lot more conservative, which could be a lot uh, very harmful for a minority community, a majority minority community. So people were already giving us money. We have been working with very little. We're Like I said, we're a tiny staff. We have a few, very few full-time folks. We went on a lot of volunteers, freelancers, and part-time folks. And so for us to take it to the next level and meet the need um, that this, this sale is provided, is, is opening up, we wanted to make sure that we had the funds to do that. Um, I want to be able to hire those young and eager students at Morgan and Towson and even at Howard University right down the road. I want to be able to have more news than what we have right now I want to be able to distribute a free paper for as long as possible because there are people who can't afford to get past paywall. And we can't do that right now without money. Dean Jones, we have just uh, less than a minute left. Lisa's publication, The Beat, is part of an ecosystem of nonprofit news. Each, of course, has its own niche, but there's the Baltimore Brew, the Baltimore Banner, this radio station, as Lisa mentioned, and at Morgan State, WEAA. And those who cheered... Smith's purchase of the sun would count all of us as leaning left. So if Smith pulls the sun to the right, Dean Jones, is there a critical mass of coverage to balance that? We have to create that. I think that what we're doing at Morgan, for example, is is we're developing the student news network. So we are creating news that is uh, available to the greater community. Thank God for technology. We, you know, we have uh, the you know, the app, we have uh, uh, YouTube pages, we have all those things that we can take our student publication, the TV station, WEAA, and constantly uh, get a different voice out there to the community. I think that, that you know, relationships with uh, Lisa and with other um, uh, nonprofit papers are going to make a difference. We just have to work harder at getting the uh, information out there to people and convincing them that uh, we are are also sources of information and news and that the sun does not and and never has um, been the only voice out there that's credible. Work hard is the message I'm getting from both of you. Thank you for talking with me. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Jackie Jones, 
Jackie Jones is Dean of the School of Global Journalism and Communication at Morgan State University. Lisa Snowden is Editor-in-Chief and Co-Founder of The Baltimore Beat, a Black-led nonprofit newspaper and media outlet. We'll link to both of their websites at the On the Record page at wypr.org. Glad you're with us on the record. Come back tomorrow. <laughs>